Hi, this is Adrian Martinez, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Thank you for stopping by once again, and welcome to On Screen and Beyond. This is episode 352. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak, and this is the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week, we are joined with Adrian Martinez, who's going to be joining us, and... He's been in films with Will Ferrell and uh, Ben Stiller and a whole bunch of other people. But on February 27th, you can check him out with Will Smith in the movie Focus. Now, this sounds like a great film, so I hope you're going to check it out. And we're going to talk about, we'll find out all about it from Adrian himself and a whole lot more. So I hope you're going to stick around for that. And this is also the time when we look at what's coming your way for the next month, the upcoming month, as far as releases in theaters and on DVD and Blu-ray, let's get right into it. It's time for Remake Madness. Remake Madness, movies coming your way in March. Well, not too many. Looks like Cinderella is going to be coming our way as a remake on March 13th in a live-action film from Disney. That is it for remakes. We'll be getting more, I'm sure, towards summertime. But uh, right now, that's all we have. And coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we're going to take a peek at what's coming as far as upcoming new movies. Upcoming new movies coming your way in March in theaters. Well, there's a whole bunch of them. Unfinished Business with Vince Vaughn arrives on March 6th, along with Dave Franco and Sienna Miller. And the story of Chappie the Robot with Sigourney Weaver and Hugh Jackman comes our way on March 6th as a robot has the ability to think and feel for himself. On March 13th, Liam Neeson continues his badass action hero ways in Run All Night. And that's also going to be starring Ed Harris. And Sean Penn returns as he stars in The Gunman. It's an action thriller. Penn also produced the film, and it arrives on March 20th. And you can look for Jim Parsons and Rihanna to supply the voices in Home. Now, this is an animated story of aliens seeking refuge from their enemies by hiding out on Earth. And that's a March 27th release on that one. And Will Ferrell stars in Get Hard. Now, this is a comedy where he prepares to go to jail and he gets a, a little lesson from a guy to show him how to be a badass while he's in jail so nobody hurts him. That's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, let's find out what's coming your way as far as sequels in March. <laughs> Coming your way in March, not a whole lot. On March 20th, the Divergent series continues with The Insurgent. And that's it for sequels. There'll be more of those coming, I'm sure, too, in the summer. We'll let you know what's coming your way. So, that's it. What do you say? Let's get into TV on DVD coming your way in March. TV on DVD coming your way in March. Look for March 3rd to bring you Chips Season 3. 
Hill Street Blues, Season 4, The Librarian's Quest for the Spear, and Return of King Solomon's Mines, and Longmere, Season 3, on Blu-ray, and Nash Bridges, Season 1, Season 2, and Season 3. March 10th, look for Ancient Aliens, Season 7, Volume 1, and Fireball XL5, The Complete Series, Gomer Pyle, USMC, The Complete Series, Matlock, Matlock's Greatest Cases, and Power Rangers, Lost Galaxy Complete Series. And Shane, the Complete Series also. March 17th, Ghost Whisperer, Complete Series. Mod, Complete Series. WKRP in Cincinnati, Season 1 and Season 2. And on March 24th, the Donna Reed Show comes our way with Season 2. And Mr. Bean, the whole Bean Collection. And on March 30th, Veep, Season 3 arrives. That is it for TV on DVD coming your way in March. And now, let's check out what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD in March, right here on On Screen and Beyond. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Movies on DVD coming your way in March. On March 3rd, Foxcatcher with Steve Carell and The Last of Robin Hood with Kevin Kline. March 6th, The Hunger Games, Mockingjay Part 1 with Jennifer Lawrence. March 10th, Night at the Museum, Secret of the Tomb with Ben Stiller. And The Sound of Music with... Julie Andrews. March 17th, Annie with Jamie Foxx, Exodus, Gods and Kings with Christian Bale, and Penguins of Madagascar. And on March 24th, The Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies. And on March 31st, Interstellar with Matthew McConaughey and Wild with Reese Witherspoon. That's it for movies on DVD coming your way in March. Next on On Screen and Beyond... It is Celebrity Birthday. We baked you a birthday cake. If you get a tummy ache and you moan and groan and woe, don't forget we told you so. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! <laughs> Celebrity Birthdays. It looks like on February 22nd, Drew Barrymore turns 40. February 23rd, Josh Gad turns 34. And Peter Fonda turns 75. February 24th, Kristen Davis turns 50. Abe Vigoda, fish himself, turns 94. And on February 25th, Chelsea Handler turns 40. And February 26th, it looks like Michael Bolton turns 62. And Fats Domino turns 87. Tom Kennedy turns 88. And on February 27th, it's Howard Hessman from WKRP in Cincinnati. He's 75. February 28th, Gilbert Gottfried turns 60. Bernadette Peters turns 61. And past guests here at On Screen to Beyond, Gavin McLeod, captain stooping himself from the love boat, turns 84 years young. That's it for celebrity birthdays. As far as listener birthdays, we didn't get any this week, so if you or your friend or a relative is having a birthday coming up, be sure to send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com, and we will all be able to celebrate your birthday 
and we'll mention it right here on the show. So be sure to send that with the information as far as who it is, when their birthday is, where they live, and how old they are if you want. And that's it. So send it out to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. Well, what do you say? It is time for our interview with Adrian Martinez, who looks uh, like he's going to be in a great film called Focus with Will Smith. Comes out February 27th. We got a lot of things to talk to Adrian about. He's been in a lot of great movies. And he's coming up next. Adrian Martinez, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Today's guest on On Screen and Beyond is an actor who we have seen in many TV shows and movies, including The Interpreter, Kick-Ass, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, and Gotham. On Friday, February 27th, you can see him on the new film Focus alongside Will Smith as the film opens nationwide. It's Adrian Martinez. Adrian, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Thank you for having me. Adrian, this movie, Focus, it looks like a great film. You must be excited about it coming out. I have never been more excited. This is a special movie and an opportunity to work with a couple of A-list stars in exotic locales. Uh, from my perspective, it was a complete dream come true, and it could have come at a better time. You say exotic locales. So can you give us, I mean, of course, we haven't seen the movie. It hasn't come out yet. So what are some of the things, where are some of the places you went to? Well, I uh, get a chance to film here in my beloved New York, uh, New Orleans, uh, Louisiana, and Buenos Aires and Argentina, and um, each had their own personality added to the movie. So it was quite a mix of cities that helped contribute to the film. Wow, that sounds great. Now, for for any listeners out there who, who don't know about the film, uh, can you give us an idea of what the film is about and what you do in the film? Well, focus is really, uh, it represents a lot of things. On, on the surface, it's about con men. In kind of like a uh, Ocean's Eleven type of world, who go from one country to the other, pulling off these big cons, led by, of course, Will Smith. And then Michael Robbie comes in as kind of like an ingenue trying to break in with the big gang. And everything gets kind of like crazy and heated because um, we don't really know what her motives are. And so it's really a chess match, and it's a kind of scripted movie that I think people are going to enjoy because they've just never seen this before. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very much in the spirit of the thing, but with a, a modern aesthetic. Sounds like a good film. Now, what's, what's your I role? Like <laughs> well, I play Farhad. Um, Farhad is, this, is a person who a, uh, is kind of like the spiritual brother of uh, Will Smith's character. And uh, he's like the one guy that Nikki, uh, that's Will Smith's character, really trusts uh, from job to job. And um, that was what actually drew me to the role, was the fact that that he had this guy who was really faithful to his friends. Because in my own life, that's exactly how I am. I really am completely committed to the people in my life. And definitely Farhead is that for Nikki. So how did you get involved with it? I mean, was it, was it an audition thing? that, Or were, were they looking at you? Or what was going on there? It was just another day at the office. I mean, I saw that uh, the actors' breakdowns. I saw the movie come up, and I said to myself, this looks special. And I called my agent, and I said, you got to get me in on this one. And the next thing I knew, 
I was auditioning for John Glenn, the co-directors, and also Denise Denobi, the award-winning producer. And um, we hit it off. We just hit it off. I started doing some improvisation at the audition. Uh, I took a chance, and they really responded in, uh, in time, and they liked it a lot. And um, they have a, and by they, I mean John and Glenn, the co-writer directors. Uh, they have a very sort of twisted sensibility, and so do I. And so <laughs> we all just kind of uh, realized that we're both really deranged in a good way, and, and I got the job. <laughs> now, had you ever worked with any of these people before? No, first time. And uh, hopefully not the last, because these are guys that really provided for a really safe atmosphere on set. I mean, we would do stuff that was scripted, but then it would allow for Will and Margot and myself to take uh, a great deal of liberty with the script and do some improvisation. I mean, they just wanted us to have fun, and fun we had, uh, whether it was uh, New York or New Orleans or Buenos Aires. It doesn't matter. The set was always a blast, and yeah. that's a tribute to the directors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 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 I mean, you know, I'm not a, a director or anything like that, but I would think if the actor is having fun with the role, it's going to show up on you know through the screen to the people who are watching it. Absolutely. I mean, the film is one of those things that just doesn't lie. You know, it captures everything. It captures actors relax. It captures actors tense. Um, I mean, just think of the photos you take in your life or the movies you take in your life. It just, you see what's going on, you know, in a certain photo. Um, and uh, this was an extension of that. Mm-hmm. And I just worked with Amy Schumer, who was a comic uh, here, mm-hmm. yeah. um, on, on her TV show. And they're doing a spoof of 12 Angry Men. And I had a chance to work with with her and Paul Giamatti and Jeff Goldblum and John Hawks and wow. a bunch of fine actors. And I, I, it, was, it was just peeing your pants funny uh, the whole time. And <laughs> it was that same kind of mayhem and that same sense of safety that I felt that I think is going to come across. Um, uh, but yeah, that was definitely the case with Focus. Mm-hmm. You worked very closely with Will Smith in this film, correct? Yes, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm like I'm his guy. I'm like right. his right hand man in these jobs, and um, so it was really important to uh, to just sort of get over the fact that he's such this a larger than life famous man. Mm, yeah, and <laughs> he really he really made that possible from the very first day of shooting. Um, I remember one time when I was basically in this ambulance as part of the movie, and um, he and Margo were in this scene where they're sort of flirting with each other, and I was uh, stuck out of gurney between them. And it's pretty funny, and um, at some point, uh, I, I started really sweating a lot because, you know, they've got, like, these lights mm-hmm. on you and you're inside an ambulance. And Will Spencer got a handkerchief and started dabbing my head dry. And I thought to myself, that's Will Smith. <laughs> the man in black is dabbing my head dry. You know, just like, uh, it was a surreal out-of-body moment, uh, but one I won't forget. Yeah, I'm sure. Jeez. Now, when, now, you mentioned the audition process. Um, can you run us through that, how that works? Uh, I mean, do they give you something 
that's prepared that you get ahead of time, or do you just go in and take it cold, or what does that deal with? Yeah, usually these things are put together kind of fast. In the case of Focus, I had a day to prepare. They sent me a couple scenes from the movie, and I looked it over. Um, and then just kind of like go with it. You just have to do it. My approach is to, to do it as if it were an actual performance. Mm-hmm. Like, I just come from the mentality that I've already booked the job. And this is the first performance. So I try to get off book. I try to memorize my lines. I try to figure out the nuances of the character, how he looks, how he speaks. I try to modulate my voice so that it fits the character. Um, I, and I always try to come up with a specific choice that may not be scripted, but helps illuminate who the character is. Mm-hmm. And I find that uh, if directors are receptive to that, then you know we'll definitely party because to me it's the actor's first responsibility to bring in something, not necessarily the script, but helps illuminate the script. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, do you feel that your theater work, because you do quite a bit of theater work, right? Uh, does that help you with, yes. with that process? Well, theater is where uh, you learn. I mean, I, I did at least 100 showcases and, and off-Broadway shows uh, before I started working steadily in film and TV. I I worked all over the city. I remember working, like, uh, in a church basement, and uh, there was this one moment when... Um, we had one day to rehearse inside the place, and we rehearsed. But then the day of the show, uh, the stage, which was actually a, a church altar, uh, collapsed. Like the center of the altar collapsed. Jeez. Oh, um, it, it actually caved in. And so uh, <laughs> two hours before the audience was showing up, we had to reblock the play to go around the hole in the middle. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and we pulled it off somehow. We just pulled it off. You know, you just learn to sink down your feet. Um, there was one play I did called Trespass, where um, the whole play was sort of site-specific theater, and the audience was allowed to come inside this abandoned building, and the play took place in this building. And then we allowed them to go up and down and follow the play from room to room. But the day before we we, we uh, were supposed to do this, um, the fire department literally closed down the building so that we couldn't gain access. So we had to find another building and trespass in that building, and we had to guide the audience to the adjacent building. <laughs> and so we were actually trespassing in a play called Trespass. <laughs> the whole thing was crazy. Um, so, you know, you do enough of these experiences, you just tend to develop a, a thick skin and the mm-hmm. ability to just roll with things, wow. which comes in handy in movies because on the day, you can plan A, B, and C, but like Francis Coppola said, um, a screenplay is like the newspaper. It changes every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, you just have to go with it. And And I found that the theater gave me the ability to do that, gave me the training to do that. Yeah. Now, those two stories you just told, uh, that shows the the old adage of the show must go on. You know, no matter what, you got to watch out for that hole, guys, you know? (laughs) 
Absolutely. I mean, they don't really... The audience puts down money. Look, they just want to see a show. Right. They don't want excuses. They just want to see the show. They and they should see a show. You know, their time uh, matters, and they were able to uh, do something. They want to do something, and so, uh, yeah, they should see the show. Mm-hmm. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, you mentioned, you know, those two stories there about show, actual shows. Now, for auditions, has there any, ever been any funny or unusual things that, that have happened to you in an uh, audition? Um, I, I, I uh, have had opportunities to, to take chances in auditions. I always try to do that. Um, I can't quite think of anything... Out of the ordinary, mm-hmm. I do remember one time taking my clothes off, <laughs> and um, <laughs> I'm uh, not sure how that went over, uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I did get the job, um, and it was it was actually scripted that the guy just takes off his shirt, but he's like really furious at his girlfriend, mm-hmm. and I thought, look, if he's really gonna just take off his shirt, that seems to to Hollywood. I think he would take all his clothes off and really make the point. Because that's what I probably would do in life because, you know, I'm not well. Um, so I, that's exactly what I did. I just started disrobing in front of the director on camera, and casting director and the reader. And, and they were all, like, laughing. So as soon as it, uh, it went well, and I got the job. But I don't – I just, as a general note, you should probably keep your clothes on. <laughs> Wow! Now that that's an unusual story. <laughs> yeah, that was Barden Schnee casting. They can confirm that. <laughs> and subsequently, I came into an audition for something else. And before I went into the room, uh, the assistant came out and she said, "Oh, and just as a reminder, they they want you to keep your clothes on." <laughs> I said, oh, "Of course." <laughs> so word got around. <laughs> <laughs> well, you must have impressed them somehow. So, <laughs> yes. And just for the record, I am wearing clothes now. <laughs> uh, so, uh, in focus, you're. Uh, can, is it safe to say that you're the comic relief in the film? Well, that's up to the audience to decide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, that's the, that was the goal. I mean, I think. Uh, uh, I think it's uh, it's sort of important. You need that. You know, you right. need the guy. You've got the beautiful people doing their beautiful things, but you need this guy to come in and kind of ground everything with his humor and with. Uh, and that's what he does. He's kind of like the bull in the china shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I say some things to Margot Robbie that um, I may go to hell for, <laughs> but uh, been getting a lot of press and. I just want to clarify the record uh, that um, 
everything that was said to her in character was, in my view, part of the the, the con. You know, he's Farhad is a con man, and he's talking to Jess, uh, Margot Robbie's character, and he's testing her. He wants to see if she can hang with the boys, so he's trying to rattle her mm-hmm. with some of the things he says. So there was a method to his madness. Yeah. But uh, some screening screenings have have been really positive about the humor that comes from these conversations with her character. Uh, so yeah, I guess I am kind of comical. Now, how is it for an actor that you know, like you said, you say you say some your character says some things that you know you might have been a little uncomfortable with, but. Uh, being an actor, and of course, you know, depending on the role you're in, you may be, you know, a, a murderer or a child molester or, you know, whatever. Uh, it, it, does that ever affect if you will take a role or not? Yeah, it depends what it is. I mean, like, uh, for example, um, everything just should be for the purpose of the film and should be in relative good taste. Um, so, you know, for example, I'm a large person. But I don't just do, you know, fat jokes for the sake of doing fat jokes. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, in this particular movie, uh, Farhad was first described as fat-ass Farhad. Now, when you read that in the script, a lot of actors might say, well, I don't want to do that, you know. That's, that's ridiculous. But then you have to skim the surface and read the, the screenplay and realize, well, wait a second, this guy is the spiritual brother of Will Smith. This guy is the man he counts on. This guy is a computer genius. This guy gets to be the, uh, the actor that, that, that pushes Margot Robbie um, and confronts her on things. So in the context of the whole picture, it's a terrific character. Mm-hmm. And so I had, you know, every desire to play the role. Yeah. Um, but if it was just a fat joke, if it was just sitting in a vat of mayonnaise, then no, I wouldn't want to do it because, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that's not what I want to put out into the world. But um, this character was much more than that. He's, he's, uh, he's got a lot of complexity to him. Yeah. So I was really, really excited to do it. Yeah. And now, here you are working with Will Smith, and you've also worked with uh, Will Ferrell, and uh, I'm trying to think of the other people that you've worked with. I mean, you've worked with some some big name people here. Yes, yes, and and they're all very sort of uh, mini versions of film schools. Uh, for example, like last year when I did uh, Walter Mitty with Ben Stiller. Yes, I mean I learned all about uh, discipline and work ethic. I mean the man. He was producing, directing, and starring in this movie, and after a long day of shooting, he would go edit. Uh, he's insanely, insanely disciplined. Um, uh, and then from um, Will Ferrell on Casa de mi Padre, I mean, I really learned about about his sense of comedic timing and how how reserved he is between takes. Really? He's wow. Not, uh, he's like a banker. He doesn't really fool around or talk too much. But when it's action, he puts all his energy in that. So from him, I learned this sort of laser-like discipline. Save it for the take. Um, and of course, now with Will Smith, I learned so much 
But what stays with me is the fact that he's just so grateful about everything. He lives in gratitude. Uh, whether we were in Buenos Aires, um, in front of a thousand people in this market, he was high-fiving everybody. He was doing selfies. Uh, same thing in the Superdome, uh, driving around New Orleans, waving at fans. Hmm. Always yeah. committed to the people that support him. And he just really enjoys his fame, and he enjoys people, and he's respectful to everybody. And um, he's been doing this a while, and he still has this enthusiasm and this sense of gratitude mm-hmm. that's infectious. And that's what stays with me, is that uh, be grateful for the fact that you're in the movies and you're working, because not everybody gets a chance to do it. Right, yeah, yeah. In fact, I saw that selfie with you and Will Smith on your website. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, now, if somebody wants to follow you to find out what you're, what you're doing, what films you're in, when you're going to be doing uh, something new, uh, what, uh, what, where can they follow you? Um, well, I'll just give out my home address. Uh, <laughs> is, that, is that a good idea? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, then let's fix it up then. Uh, my, I'm on Twitter at Taste of Adrian. Um, and also I'm on Facebook, Adrian Martinez, mm-hmm. uh, New York. And that should do it. Yeah. Now, do you have any other projects coming up that you can talk about? Well, uh, Inside Amy Schumer is, is, I just filmed this week, and that's going to be with that extraordinary cast that I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I've got Sisters coming out later in the year with Amy Poehler and Tina Fey. Wow. Where I give them a hard time, uh, and um, developing my own projects. Time Warner is going to be announcing announcing it in uh, at South by Southwest, uh, and that's going to be something I co-created. And I'm very excited about it. So, hmm. yeah, you know me. I'm just going to keep swinging the bat. That's great. Now, are you also? Uh, I was looking online uh, in a movie called uh, Is it Chloe and Theo with Dakota Johnson? Yes, yes. Um, this isn't Fifty is Shades of Grey, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, I don't know where is that movie. Did that come out yet? I mean, it says it's completed, and yeah. it's said it's coming out this year, supposedly. Yeah. Well, and Theo. Yeah, I had a chance to work. With she, I mean, I just knew Dakota. She's just got that look, man. You know, you know, she's, <laughs> she's just so gorgeous and cool. Um. And I, I worked uh, not much on that, about a week. Uh, mm-hmm. But it was an opportunity to to work with Esma Sands, who's really, I think, going to shake things up with this movie. Uh. Wow. Yeah. But, yeah, good stuff ahead. Well, that's, Adrian, I'd, I'd like to finish up with two final questions before we go, if, if you can. Please. Uh, taking us away from your acting and everything else, when you sit back and relax, what are your favorite TV shows now and of the past, and what's your favorite movies now and of the past? Well, when I really want to relax, I go to this uh, uh, nearby bodega and I watch the chickens revolve under the lipsisserie. Um, I just, I just find it so relaxing um, because no matter how bad your life is, it's not that. Um, but in terms of uh, television, I love Louie. I had a chance to work on on that. Once again, I was naked. Um, <laughs> Uh, but I just think Louis C.K. is, uh, I think he's a genius. I know people always use that word, but in this case, 
It definitely applies. I love that show. I'm behind on a lot of shows. Um, my favorite TV show is Six Feet Under. Mm-hmm. Um, and what else did you ask? Movies. What are your favorite movies? Uh, all time or now? Uh, both. Now and of the past. Well, I love uh, The Deer Hunter. I mean, I feel like the performances of The Deer Hunter really set the standard for acting. Um and I loved uh, Shawshank Redemption. Mm, good movie. And, of course, uh, Godfather 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, these are movies that helped really, you know, inform my, my sense of standards for acting and performance. Uh, Everybody that tells me... Great performances. When they tell me uh, the, the, the Godfather, they always say 1 and 2. Nobody says 3. <laughs> yeah. I should have just said the Godfather 3. Godfather right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, Godfather Three was nominated for Best Picture, and it definitely had its moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but I know what you I mean. Just, <laughs> yeah, it just didn't have reached that same level as the first two. But, right, uh, that's okay. Yeah, and of the movies out today, I mean, I really love Birdman. I hope Birdman wins. I'm really pulling for Michael Keaton at the Oscars. I feel like he's due, and um, he did a movie called Clean and Sober. Um, yes. That, uh, or he played a, an alcohol, a drug addict, and mm-hmm. uh, I just thought he should have won then. Um, but uh, he's just a great actor, and I think in Birdman, he really, uh, he really shows quite a, quite a range of performance, and uh, so I'm pulling for Birdman. Mm-hmm, yeah. Well, Adrian, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show, and I really thank you for doing this. Hey, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you, sir. A big shout-out goes to Adrian Martinez for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond, letting us in on the movie Focus, which is coming out on February 27th with Will Smith. And Adrian's his sidekick in the film. It's going to be a good film, so be sure to check that one out. And um, I want to thank him so much for taking the time and letting us know what he's doing and what he's up to and everything else. So... Well, what do you say? It's uh, winding down here. Like we were talking about in the interview, he thinks Birdman's going to win the Oscars, and the Oscars is on tonight, and it is you know just a, uh, an hour away from starting here. So let's see what happens. We'll see if that does win, or Boyhood, or whoever. So uh, check those out, too. All right, that's it. Next week, we got another great guest coming your way. Be sure to like us on Facebook, and be sure to leave a review on iTunes, if you would, please. And that's it. That is a wrap for this week. So until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. Uh-huh.